Okay, so hi everybody. If you're listening to this, this is for my mass media sociology project where I'm supposed to produce a public uh, a public form of online media. And I chose to do a podcast assignment. And so for my podcast assignment, I'm just going to be reflecting on the last four years of my collegiate experience. And uh, for starters, my name is Righteous Caldwell. I'm a senior here at the University of Pittsburgh. And I'm joined by my two friends, I'm Pranav Govindasamy. I'm also a student at the University of Pittsburgh. So robotic. Yeah, you done? Yeah. <laughs> My name is Fino Olabi. I'm a senior at Pitt as well. I'm a psychology and communications major. This ain't your LinkedIn profile, bud. Yeah, I make music. <laughs> I make music. Can't, Can't stop these. Don't forget about that. And they're just, uh, I'm getting interviewed today and they're basically going to ask me questions and we're just going to have like a authentic conversation about what we've seen in the last four years and what we, how it's changed us and changed me specifically. So anybody want to kick off with the first question? We can ask anything and everything. All right. So I have a question. Um, not that any of these will go in chronological order, but... What did you think of Pitt after your first month living in Towers? I wanted to leave the school wholeheartedly. I very vividly remember freshman year, first semester, when I was like, I want to transfer out. I want to transfer out. I want to transfer out. And I remember talking to Henry about it, and I was just like, I don't really like it here. I don't think it's like fit for me. I didn't like the friend group that we were in freshman year. And... I was trying to find like, I was trying to find like the real people, and I ended up eventually like I knew y'all. Get out away from the farm. Exactly, I knew y'all from like the first like. Like I met y'all. I remember meeting you. I remember meeting P Man, and P Man used to get on my nerves because I would just be like, "Yeah, you can eat it. I don't care." P-Man would get on my nerves and I would just be like, uh. But then we were talking about conspiracy theories one time and P-Man was keeping up with me and that's when I knew I was like, okay, we'll be we'll be friends. And then we were out on the ledge right beside uh, Frick Fine Arts and we were out on the ledge. And you remember when I started singing yeah. Frank Ocean? Yeah. And I didn't think either, Chanel. I didn't think him or, uh, I didn't think him or Henry knew, who or listened to Frank Ocean. And then P-Man started, fin- finished the song. And I was like, damn, I was like, me and P-Man about to be friends for life. <laughs> and then Fiend, I was just like so baffled that I could meet another, <laughs> like it was. That he doesn't enjoy now? Yeah. Like, what would I not like? What is something, or if you flip, you reverse it. What is something you like now that you didn't like back then? Boom. I would say the only, like, I don't like living with regret, because we, like, we know. I don't like living with regret, because I feel like you should live every moment to the experience, and, like, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I would say that I, if I had the, if I had the, if I had a way to do it, I would probably push myself to join either join like the fraternity either when y'all joined mm-hmm. or that following semester. so just earlier because yeah. i was just like even though i did it like a year after and it wasn't like that big of a deal because especially it was like COVID and everything yeah. so it wasn't like it was like i missed out on much but it was just still that like notion of just you're just still gonna be you're gonna be in it and you just yeah you should just done before. and i just prolonged it yeah. so i would definitely say like one thing that um I would change was just like my experience as far as like joining like the fraternity and like um just joining it earlier even though I'm, i was happy with like the way i went about it and like the people that i met like the pc that i was a part of i would still um like that's the one thing i would do like different and then also i would also say the one thing i would do different is like how i treated Devin um with that whole situation Cause in all honesty, like when we had a conversation about it and I asked him and I was like, I thought you were just going to like stop talking to me. And he was like, nah. Explain the demonstration. Okay. So essentially freshman year, I have my roommate Devin Knight and uh, <clears throat> I had a falling out with one of the friend groups that we were, me and him were both a part of. 
And the thing about me is I don't like to make issues when I don't really like, cause like just because I don't mesh well with the person doesn't mean I have to like be mean to them or like go out of my way to like make their day miserable. So Agreed. I, cause I wouldn't want them to do that to me. So then I'm like, it's just, as long as you stay out of my way, I'm gonna stay out your way. So with that situation, they had all stopped talking to me because I had like X myself out of the situation. And Devin was the last person and I happened to be roommates with him. So I just assumed that he would stop talking to me too. So I spent the months of November to I think like the end of January or maybe like October. It was like October. Oh no, it was right around, uh, it was parents weekend, whatever day that was freshman year when we had that football game and everybody's parents came out. Cause I was supposed to meet Jack's parents and then mm-hmm. he told me he didn't want me to meet his parents. And I was like, oh word. Because he was like, I don't, if I don't, mess, he was like, if I'm not friends with you, I don't want you to meet my parents. And mm-hmm. that's when I realized that we weren't friends anymore. I was like, oh, word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I thought Devin was just going to stop talking to me, too. <laughs> and so then uh, when I thought Devin was going to stop talking to me, I just beat him to the punch and I just stopped talking to him. And then and he told me that he was going to, he wasn't ever going to stop talking to me. But I, he was like, once you stop talking, once I stopped talking to him, he just did it, too. And so then we spent the entire month, like, imagine sleeping two feet away from somebody and you don't say a word to them for months on end. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, I wasn't saying a word to him. I his roommate. And wait, which one? Freshman year? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So then, uh, I stopped. Yeah. So that's one thing I would, I would like go back and do. Cause I was just being like stubborn and like being like an emotional 18 year old in all honesty. And I should have just like, saw some things through and not just like jump to make a quick haste. How do you think your friends shaped your environment or how do you think your environment shaped your friends? Both. Um, my environment shaped my friends because when I came to this school, yeah, I had to find people that I was, that I could like, build like a friendship with like you know like i was like because i'm coming from out of state 12 hours away i don't know anybody yeah i don't have any family and it's not it's a like clean slate. it's literally just like a brand new fresh start yeah. so then it's like in all honesty it's like you're trying to figure out your footing like all around it so like my environment was really shaping my friends for uh good deal of like freshman year and i guess in, even in your previous like Part of your life yeah we were in Atlanta. like the environment like wholeheartedly shaped like because the environment offers you the different like opportunities given because it's like everywhere yeah. you're going to go there's going to be a different like opportunity a different like experience a different relationship that you'd be able to like have under your belt so like pittsburgh it gave its own because i it wasn't like because like in all honesty it's like I came here, this being a PWI, it was only going to limit my options. Yeah, so like, was a it was only so much. Mm-hmm. And like coming from like a school that was literally 95% minority, it was like a transition. Yeah. So then it was like trying to find people who were like similar to Atlanta was going to be like a hard find because mm-hmm. there are a whole another type of people mm-hmm. that that environment's offering. Mm-hmm. So with this, I was just like, I just got to work with what I got. Like, I've all, I always, like, work with what I got. Because it's like, what what can you That's do? Yeah. So, you, like, work with what you got. So, I... The environment definitely, like, shaped who I was surrounding myself with. But then when I got comfortable in my environment, it was more of, like, all right, now I can pick and choose who I want to surround myself with. Yeah. So, then, as the years have progressed, as they always say, like, freshman year, you always have, like, a bunch of friends. Yeah, and then... Yeah. Slowly but surely, yeah, as you get all the way to senior year, you like you don't you have the core friends yeah. that you have, mm-hmm. and I always thought that I was like nah 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 like yeah. I'm gonna have I'm gonna yeah. have all these people when I get yeah. there like senior year like you don't know that you don't know that and like mm-hmm. now it's looking at it freshman year compared to this, don't drop it. um, yeah. So wait, what did you say? I said, do you think these past four years prepared you? Yeah, for my like next steps, like oh alright, because it was like. I don't know, like, I always, like, wonder, like, what would have happened if I didn't do these four years? Like, not just, like, come to Pitt, but just, like, college in general. What would happen? Um, 
like what would be different and i feel like maybe like the experiences like that i've got like as far as like pittsburgh would be different but like i feel like what i was supposed to learn and what i was supposed to like do would still be the same I gotta turn in the essay at midnight, so I need to be cognizant of time. Yeah, that's interesting too. Um, do you did you ever feel like in your hardest moments of college, you still weren't doing enough? Yeah. Because I feel like that's a question a lot of people can relate to. Like they might be spicy. Oh, so you're saying you're the bo? No, I don't no. think so. No. But, uh, yeah, because I feel like that's, like, a question that a lot of people can relate to. Um, Say it again? Did you ever feel like in your hardest moments of college you still weren't doing enough? Yeah. So... Some people, I mean, regardless of their major, you know, some people still feel like whatever they're doing in that field of, like, whatever they want to be, they're not actually... It's like, oh, I know I want to be something, but I haven't materialized a path or a direct route to get there. Like, what would you say was your hardest part? I think every year presents its own challenges. Like, freshman year was adjustment. Sophomore year was COVID plus uh, rushing. Junior year was, like, adjusting to being in the frat and then the spring semester situation. And then this year, it's taking the L... It was taking the LSAT, studying for the LSAT, then taking the LSAT, Mm-hmm. Then not doing good enough on the well, quote unquote, to my standards, good enough on the first try. So then I had to take it a second time. Then, up like getting prepared for law school. Then applying to law school. Yeah, was extremely hard. And then that was all in one semester. And then I came to this semester, and I remember I told you I was like, it's not going to be stressful at all. It's not going to be stressful oh. at all. And then like between Greek week. Like, hearing back from all the colleges and just, like, waiting to see, like, what I'm going to do in my next steps. And just, like, coming to terms of I'm about to graduate. And jobs. And just, like, the social scheme of everything. Because it's just, like, in all honesty, you can't forget. Like, as much as you, like, yeah, you come here for your education, but the social scheme gets to you. And so it's just, like, uh, the, between the multitude of all those different things. Just, like, I would say... Plenty of times I have felt like, 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 like I need help because like this is hard as shit and like what am I gonna do? But then it's like in those moments, it's like you just, as my dad also said, um, used to say, like it's like when you fall down, nobody else is gonna be able to there. Nobody else is going. Nobody else is going to be there to pick you up besides you. Yeah. So if you fall down, get up. So like that's how I always like think in my head. It's like. In all honesty, and like in all situations where I feel like, whoa, whenever I feel like woe is me, I always look at myself and I stop myself like mid like thought of thinking like woe is me and like it's like no like get what up. What does that mean? Woe is me. Like woe is me it's is like, a, um a pity party. Yeah, a pity party basically where you basically like is everybody like how such and such does and he just goes home, yeah. and he's like woe is me yeah. like that. So um with that like. Whenever I think, woe is me, I just think about how my dad always used to say, he's like, even if you feel sorry for yourself, that's not going to change your situation. Like, yeah. everybody can feel sorry for you, but if you don't do anything to change your situation, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So then, whenever I felt like I was not enough, or I felt like I wasn't going to, like, reach the aspirations or goals that I had, I had to just, like, take a moment to just look at myself and be like, dust yourself off like get yeah. up like 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 life isn't hard like i mean life is hard like nothing in life is like i've been, it's been proven to me like nothing in life is just given to you so then it's like with that it's I just more like life shouldn't be easy yeah that's what you should tell if yourself. you're like working for something if, like if nothing is too nothing easy worth, then something's wrong nothing yeah, nothing yeah. worth nothing worth having comes easy exactly yeah like if you if you don't have to get your like, if you don't get a little dirty to, like, reach something, I don't feel like you really, like, feel like... You won't, like, I don't feel like you and yourself feel like you really just earned it. Because you're like, if it just came to you, you would just be like, all right, this gonna come to me all the time, man. Well, you take it for granted. You take... Exactly. It's like I said, you just, like, it, it'll come to me all the time. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, in all honesty, it's like, when you work for something and then you actually strive for it and get there, it's like, damn, I really did do it. 
So. And um, also, I guess along those lines, do you believe you got to where you are um, giving more or absorbing more, like along the way? Do you say, like, you created more things or, like, you absorbed more things? I feel like it's all a give and take. Yeah. Like, you have to be able to balance it. It's all about duality. Because if you, like, if all you do is give, 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 at a certain moment, you're not going to feel like giving anymore. You're not going to want to give anymore. Yeah, but not even that. Like, you're just creating, too. I know. So then you have to do both. So then, because if you give, 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 and you don't get anything back. Yeah. It's gonna. It's just like a like a one sided relationship. If all you do is give in all in, in all honest in all entities, yeah. Eventually, you're gonna get burnt out, and you're not gonna want to yeah. give anymore because you don't, you don't feel like you're being met at any point. Yeah. But then, if all you do is take take take, the other party's only gonna view it as all you do is just like siphon off of me. Yeah. Like you don't like yeah. you don't reciprocate. So then, I'm all about reciprocation. Like it's like if I feel like you've done something for me. I'm going to want to do something for you. And then also just like paying the favor forward. It's like... Were you like that before college? Yeah. Like I... I've always... I feel like... At a very young age, my dad tried to tell me... He always tried to convince me that I was like an extremely selfish person. Yeah. And I just feel like... With immaturity, you're just innately selfish, because it's like you're a child, like you're ten years old. Like you're not gonna like, give to people if you don't know what it's like not to have. Like, exactly, or like you don't experience. Shoes. Like like at yeah, ten you're not years old, enough to I can't yourself. put myself in somebody else's shoes to yeah. like be appreciative of what I got. Yeah, and it's like I feel like adults, they've been here so long that they they forget all the time that the like kids they have to learn the same things that you had to learn. Because it's like in a very given, at a, at a given moment, you were in the same position as I was. Yeah. So at 10 years old, when I don't know any better and I'm a little selfish, you can't get mad at me and try to like change it in me drastically. You just be like, try to show me why, what it means not to be selfish and like why it benefits not to be selfish. Yeah. So you don't regret meeting people or you don't feel like you wasted your time doing any activity or uh, you're wasted your time on a relationship or something with someone. It it gets or it's, like a club. It could be anything. It gets it gets it gets like in the in that thing. I have to always like think about like bigger picture because it's like in the moment when something happens to you, your emotions are like real and authentic. And it's like if I'm upset, if I'm angry, if I'm sad, if I'm happy, joyful, whatever it may be. In the moment, I'm going to feel those emotions. You're feeling like 100% of that. Exactly. And then I just have to sit there for a moment. It, like, it'll take me like a day or two, but I, I just have to sit there for a moment and just like, just be retrospective and just think about it. And then eventually, I look at all, like like I said, I don't like living with regret. Like I want, like when I like, as Drake said, we're here for a long time, not a good, or I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So, like, with me, like, I just want to have, a, I'm trying to have a good time. A good long time, possibly, but I'm just trying to have a good time overall. That's so, not like, in your hands. It's not in my hands at all. I'm just trying to have a good time. So it's I mean, like, it is, but it's also not. How long I live is not in my hands. But what I do before, like, I die is in my hands. Yeah. So then it's like, I'm able to go do all that I want to do. So then it's like, in all, I try to make the most out of all experiences. So it's like, even if the experience isn't like I mean nothing in life like if I was to only experience happy things all in life I really feel like I wouldn't be the type of person I am today if all I like because I you remember what we said about like people who like really haven't had like character defining or like trauma been through like something that's like made them like the way they are yeah like they're very like they're like static they, they, they ha- like something hasn't happened to them enough, uh, like profound enough to where they had to like make a change to their personality and then or like learn from the experience and then like apply something to themselves. So they're ab- so absolutely they're like it's NPCs. like that major event just kind of happens and they just continue being static past that, and it's like, I guess it's like a if you if you were always happy you wouldn't grow exactly. You have to feel emotions to grow. 
So then it's like, I'll feel the emotions, but I can't ever like let myself like actually like sulk in it and just sit in it for long periods of time. Because if you just sit in it for long periods of time, it doesn't benefit you. It just makes you, it makes you more likely to do that again Mm. and stay in that spot because you're going to keep doing it out of habit. You're going to be, you find, you see comfort and your sadness. I know it's not a good thing. You should never do that. You should you should try to strive for adversity. Fight adversity. Go through adversity. People don't like to do that. Because I feel like it builds character. Yeah. And then I feel like the people who haven't, didn't experience it, like even though it's like kind of like weird, but like people who haven't, didn't experience it at like younger ages, the older they get, the less resistant they'll becoming to want to do stuff like that. So it's like the people who were like raised in like very sheltered and they got everything handed to them and they never had anything like traumatizing in life or anything like character defining for us to try to like push that on them now or for them to like try to experience that for themselves right now. It'll probably nine times out of 10 be pretty hard because it's like the older you get, the more stubborn you get, the more stuck in the ways you get. Like they say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks because it's like after a certain while they become like stuck in like. Yeah. Like you say, habits. They just become habitual. And then it's like, at that point, it's like you can't really like change it. So then it's like, I feel like... Um, what was your original question? Hey, my question was, I would ask, what are three attributes you think everybody should, grad, should leave college with? That's without them graduating, just leave college. Just, you should leave college with, you should leave college learning accountability. Because it's just like, being an accountable person, I just feel like makes you way more respectable and gets you a lot more further. Because because pe- it's just like, people recognize that. People see that. And it's like, when you're an accountable person, you'll like, attra- I feel like everything like happens for a reason. So then it's like, when you, like, when you, how he was saying, like, do I feel like I give, I've, am I giving more or taking more throughout, like, college? It's like, if I do everything just on the sense of, it, I'm paying the favor forward. So, and I'm just, like, bigger picture thinking, because I'm like, it'll pay off in the end. Just, like, going to college. It's like, we go to school for these long periods of time, because we think in the end, this is going to pay off. Mm-hmm. This is going to benefit me for, mm-hmm. from, from going to school for seven mm-hmm. years. It's going to benefit me in the long run. So I just have to muster through what I got to go through now. And then in seven years, it'll be fine. So then it's like, that's what I also feel like you have to develop. Like, uh, perspective on bigger picture thinking. Yeah. Because it's like... Like how to make your future self happy. Because people f- focus a lot on how it's to make their present yeah. self. Exactly. Consci- people know... Consciousness. 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 No, I don't. Con- it's a word. It's like conscientiousness. Yeah, it's like Conscien- like consciousness just means you're like aware. There. Like yeah. like you're, you're aware. Like existing. Yeah. But like he's saying, like you're aware. Like you're aware of. Wait, so conscious doesn't mean you're aware. No, it just means you ex- you're existing. Like you are a al- like existing. You are alive. Like, and so then consciousness is like your- conscientiousness. Conscientiousness is like the. If you're how aware you are, yeah, like, like what is your like cognizance? The aware, like, are you aware of being of uh, aware of existence? Uh, no, it's like, awareness it's like, around you. It's, it's like, like your self awareness. Yeah. You're yeah. not, it's like your measure of your self awareness. Yeah, essentially. Okay. okay, so like I said, so then with so then it's the ability to, to do delay, delay, like delay gratification because yeah. I don't not everybody can like everybody like especially like coming here. You see the people who've only gotten instant gratification their entire life. Mm. And it's the second they have to face something yeah. that requires delayed yeah. gratification. They can never stick through it. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like you should learn that in life. Because it's like, there's so many things in life that you got to gotta wait for a little bit. That you got to be patient. Because patience yeah. is key. Yeah. Patience yeah. is Good key. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So then, if you can remain patient and understand the bigger picture of... Like I just said, like us understanding going to school is going to pay up, pay off. And, and if you can see that, you'll be able to do anything in life. Because it's like, in, in all honesty, I feel like if you can see, if you can imagine your future self experiencing that, anything that you do, anything that you, anything you can imagine, I feel like you can do. Like for the most part, like it's like, it's like certain things, like of course, like I can't imagine like 
shit coming out of my hands right now and then like me doing that but like the like the actual tangible things that like are in reality like in our reality if i can imagine myself doing it i can do it like if i can imagine i can imagine myself driving a car right now because i can drive a car i can imagine myself walking to class because i can walk to class i can imagine myself talking to y'all because i've talked to y'all before and it's like i can imagine myself talking to other people because i've done it before so like things that you've done before things that you can see yourself doing i feel like you can eventually do and that requires like delayed gratification and that requires just like bigger picture thinking so then accountability delayed gratification being able to like understand and patience patience essentially and delayed gratifications and then lastly i would say um open-mindedness because there's so and that just like goes on like all different perspectives because it's just like i feel like in life you're going to run into so many different people from so many different walks of life from so many different things and the thing is you can't compare you can compare like the exterior of like people as far as like the like regular things that they do but like everything that makes a person themselves like uniquely themselves you can't compare across people you have to just take it for like what they're doing and who they are so then i feel like with um open-mindedness it's just like being able to like hear other people and being responsive and just acceptive of it's okay to be different because it's like difference is difference in society like diversity literally promotes so many good things Mm -hmm. but difference is always like um like people are always against difference before change actually occurs Mm -hmm. And it's like because we're always because we're taught to not like like something that's that's out because we're scared of it. And then it's like we can't embrace something like because it's we can't imagine ourselves embracing it or imagine ourselves like being with it or like some people can't like imagine themselves like doing it. So like for instance, it's like we're like racist people not being able to imagine themselves being around other races beside their own race. It's like for some people, like it's just like if they had that trait of just like being open-mindedness it, and the thing is it's like once you're closed-minded it limits how far you can what you can do because you only allow yourself to only do so you much you don't learn from the people that think differently from you you don't learn it's, it's a echo chamber it really in all honesty it is because it's just like yeah and it's, you just look for con- it's confirmation bias it's an echo chamber it's all because it's like all you do is look for yes and it's like i I enjoy no because it's like no provides a different perspective and a different perspective opens up the different options for other people because I think one way and somebody else thinks another way. But the thing is, we both come to the same conclusion, but we can share our different perspectives and learn from each other. And then it's like I can go give that to somebody else and then they can go give that to somebody else. And then it's just like it perpetuates differentiation and diversity. And just gives a, like, because I enjoy choices. So when you have choices with, like, a bunch of different people, it just, like, promotes, like, a better, I feel like, more productive environment. Mm-hmm. So I would say open-mindedness, uh, patience, and accountability. Okay. What's a class that you love? What's a class you loved in Pitt? Yeah, do you think you learned, like, and you took a class at Pitt where you learned more than just like what the class was about you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. the class was about a subject obviously Mm -hmm. but like from the class you like learn something about yourself or about how you view school obviously you're going into law school right so like i would say um i thought about this too because i was like thinking like when y'all were coming over i was like what question can I, like, ask myself? And I was going to say, like, I was, like, I feel like they're going to say, like, a question, like, what was your favorite class or, like, a class that's, like, been, like, the most thought-provoking or something along the lines of that. And I would say, like, my immediate answer was, like, uh, freshman year when I took society and the law. And it was my first uh, law class that I had taken. It was two and a half hours. 12 to 250 on Fridays. Um, it was not a fun time. There was three quiz, huh? Society and the law. Society. There was t- three quizzes in a final, and that was the test, or and that was the class. 
I failed the first quiz. Mm. I got a hundred on the second quiz only because he forgot the quizzes at home. And then the third, and so then he was oh. like, he was like, everybody here gets a hundred because I left them at oh, home. Shit. So then I got, I got a hundred on that one. And the third one, I was going to have to withdraw from the class if I felt it. And I got like a 67 on it. But then something, I was supposed to withdraw from the class, but something told me, it was just like, just see it through. Like, you know, like in all honesty, it's like, all you have to do is just like ace the final and like, you'll do it. And it was my first semester freshman year. And I was just like, I was really scared because I was like, if this is what college is, I don't think I'll like be able to make it. Yeah, I, I like there was thing. I was just I was literally caught I was just like I don't think I'm gonna be able to yeah, I, I, like I was like maybe yeah. I can do college but I was like pits insanely hard right yeah. now I was like yeah I was like bro I, think, I was like bro I am not I, like, I cannot handle this shit I was like I can't I was like this is I insane it's just not good I was like I could not handle that shit <laughs> I tried so then I took it and then uh the three responses he just asked us like I feel like the questions were more along the lines of, can you be a lawyer, not can you regurgitate what's um, been taught to you? Because I feel like in K through 12, all we're taught is, remember this, memorize this, and after you're done memorizing it, keep it because you might need it in a later class, but if you don't need it, you're never going to think about it again. And I can't tell you how many countless things we were taught in K through 12 that we would never need in life, but they just taught us it because they just wanted to give us a little, just give us this information. Makes you wish there was like a class or an elective in high school that would do like taxes. real world, real world stuff. Yeah, like, like there's taxes, so many resume, uh, whatever. The like interview skill, like yeah. like everything, like public speaking skills, credit, yeah. stocks and bonds. Yeah, something like, like that. It's just like. And then it's like, because I feel like the most useful classes at a high school were definitely like U.S. government and econ were like the two most like important, like the most like useful classes as far as like in today's world. Because it's yeah, like in so many. Yeah, on what you wanted to do in college. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, that whole really Because it's like in so many things, because it was like, I was taking like. Like, we were taking, like, I took all the AP classes, so then I took everything, and it was like, yeah. me and environmental science. You got a taste science. of everything. I got a taste of everything. Like, me and environmental science, knew that one for me. Me and bio, knew that one for me. Me and chem, knew that one for me. Me and yeah. physics, yeah. knew that wasn't for me. But then it's like, I'm taking, and then it was like, I was in, in, I was in Lang, and I was just like, okay, this isn't boring, but this isn't, like, exciting. And then, uh, it was like, all the history classes and all, like, the actual classes I can see like being useful in real time like AP psych was cool but the only issue I have with AP psych our professor used tenured as like a thing so there was a the rule in Cobb County is like as long as you don't miss nine or ten consecutive days you're like fine as a teacher so he would miss nine days come back on the 10th miss another nine days Come back on the 10th, miss another nine days. And then he had an excuse for the entire thing. So he didn't really teach it. He didn't teach. And so then I didn't like AP psych because I was like, I don't like, I don't like the teacher. And I was like, psychology should be like, because I was, I love psychology because I'm like me thinking a psychological mindset. I'm like, I think about, I think I like that all the time. Just like looking at like how people think and like sociology, how society just moves around. So it's like, that's interest. I knew being like a broad, like being a broad. With these group of people, when we went to Mexico, and it was like being in Mexico is like one thing, but just like being abroad and then you being a black person, me being beside yeah, Maya, yeah, me yeah. seeing Maya, it was just like a reassurance of like, all right, I'm okay. Because it's like, in all honesty, it's a scary world to when you like walking into a situation and you're you realize only, you, you're, you're the, the only, only version of you. Yeah, version, yeah. You're, you're the only like person from like your demographic. Whether that be like socially, racially, or like just like background wise of like just like what yeah. you've been growing up. Yeah, like if it was like there was like it was like me and a bunch of Indian people in a room, but everyone else in the room is from India, and then it's just like me and another kid from America. You still gonna, feel like outsiders. Exactly, like, but that other kid. I, I, don't, I don't feel like a foreigner as long as that kid is there because mm-hmm. then it's like at least I got somebody. Yeah. So then when I had Maya there, I was like, all right, I might be the only black person on this trip. But I got mine, so I'm cool. I'm chilling. Like I'm, I'm like we're we're good. So then, yeah. So then, 
like it's not like I fret away or I'm like like how you said it, like a sellout because I like I fight I try to fight that notion at all times because I know I'm not a sellout mm-hmm. but it's like I know that I have to break bread with people who do that oh. what that that try to fit oh you why why aren't you why aren't you doing this with yeah I was like I was just really felt like cause I was like dang I was like she really attacking me <laughs> like I'm not the president. And lastly, and lastly, um, do you have anything to say to the people about Kerpec management? What did you learn from that situation about a crisis? I learned a lot of different things from that. Um, a, always expect the unexpected. That's true. Um, <laughs> B, always have an escape plan. <laughs> C, Always leave a window unlocked. Always have a plan B. Always have a plan B. (laughs) Always have a window unlocked somewhere in the house. Exactly. If you're gonna make a plan A, then don't start. Don't even start it until you make a plan B. (laughs) Like you need to have the backup plans ready. So one of the most defining moments of my collegiate career, I would definitely say, is definitely this year. This final year, because I was just so convinced that this final year would be like a cakewalk. And I'd be like, it's not about to be hard. I'm taking 12 credits both semesters. Like, even though I was taking four credits, both or four credits, four classes both semesters, it has literally felt like I've been taking the most classes. I've not been like through the most. And it's literally insane. Because it's like, I'm not even like doing the amount of like academic work that I was doing at one time. But I'm doing, um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm just, like, so, like, tapped in and, like, I've gained so much experience. Yeah, like, just, like, this year, like, with the first event, I didn't know how Greek Week was going to go. And then I applied, or then, like, Greek Week happened. And then, in but, like, starting off in, like, September, when I was coming off of summer, because summer last year was uh, uh, the uh, what it was. So I was coming fresh off of that, and I was entering the semester. And then I took the LSAT. And then I remember taking that LSAT September 7th, and that the, the day, like, moving forward after that, like, was the most relaxed days ever. I laid on that couch. Like, I didn't, I didn't have a care in the world. I did not care about anything <laughs> That's the how entire yeah, time. Bad. I was just like, you know, what happened, happened. I have my judgment day and I move on. And I laid down and that's all I did. And then when I got the 155 back, I was like, wow. Wait, I can do better. I was like, I was just like, what? And then I was just angry because I had to pay another... I think it's two fifty. No, it's two fifteen. It's two fifteen. It's two fifteen. It's like yeah, it's a lot. It's two fifteen for the test, and if you want the score preview where you can delete it or not, it's forty five dollars before the test, and it's seventy five dollars after the test. So for the first one, I pay for it, and I didn't pay for it the second one because I was like, whatever I get is what I get. I don't care. Cause I was like, I really just, I know I'm gonna get higher. And then I got the 161 and I was like, okay. I remember you asking me if you wanted to take it again. And I was like, you definitely should. Man, I, I told you that. that I even told you that after, because you took the LSAT, like literally six days after I took the MCAT. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna take it again. And so I was like, personally, I think you should. And so then that's what I did. And I was just like, all right, word. And then I took it again, and I got it, I got a higher score. And then I was like, okay, like we got it. And then applying to law school, well, my boss's dad told me like to apply to like all the Ivy Leagues and stuff. It really boosted my head up because I was like, oh, maybe I'll like really be like doing something and like not like doing something, but like I like do some like actual like goddamn like wow, here I am like at Harvard or some type some type like that. And then when that didn't happen. When I got rejected from every top 10 school, except NYU. NYU hasn't said anything, so we're waiting for them. You know, they might come out the Woolworths. You know, they asked me to apply, so they might they might mess with me. And if that happens, that'd be crazy. 
That would be amazing. That would be insane. And so, and that's just, like, what I think about. Just, like, even right now, like, UCSF as, like, where I'm, like, where that's, like, plan Z. That's fine, bro. Like, and that's, like, a phenomenal, well, it's plan B, not, but plan Z is crazy. It's plan B, and it's phenomenal. Because it's, like, plan A is just, like, anything that's, like, because it's, like, if UCLA says yes, because it's, like, I'm waitlisted, so if they say yes... I'm gonna stop, like I'm clearly gonna like want to go there, but like like NYU says yes, I'm like gonna go want to go there or if Georgetown because I still have to hear back from Georgetown too. Jo- I have to hear back from Georgetown, Stanford, USC, and NYU. Hmm. And those are four big schools. So then those it's like big. like top. So then it's like any four of those says something. Like it's like it's it means it's like, like four corners literally. You got. South California, North California, the Northeast, and then you literally have Virginia, D.C. Like, that's all four corners. You have just, like, You have a box to choose from. And so then it's just, like, it's, like, that. Like, where do I want to go? And so then it was, like, when I got rejected from all those, it just, like, made me have, like, a defining moment again. And then... I don't know. Now I'm at the point where, because I was looking at the rejection as like you failed, and that was such like a bad mindset to look at the rejection from, because it was like everything happens for a reason. So if I got like rejected from the school, it doesn't mean that I'm like some fuck up. Yeah. But it just That's means that I wasn't meant to go there. Yeah. Exactly. And like when I flipped my mindset on that, it really like changed my like outlook and perspective on it, because it's like. Because it just takes me, like, a second to get out of my, like, stubborn, like, habitual, what I'm used to, like, just sitting in my emotions. And it's, like, what I've learned over the years is, like, you can't sit in those emotions. You have to move out. Because if all you're doing is, like, running around, like, I'm mad or I'm angry or I'm sad. Like, I, you have a chip on your shoulder. Nothing's going to change. You're going to mm-hmm. have that chip on your shoulder. You're going to continue to have that chip on your shoulder. Because nobody's going to come knock it off. It's just going to sit there. Oh, you're always going to have that. And you're always going to feel like somebody, like it should be removed. But like, as long as you have that mindset of people owe you something, it'll like always prevent you. Because if you feel like somebody owes you something, instead of like, I need to go like, go get it how I need to get, like go get it how I'm supposed to like, I don't know, like, you know, go like be that, like just go do what you got to do sometime instead of just expecting it to be handed to you. It's like it's like two different things. Mm-hmm. So then it's like I used to have the like bad where I expected like shit to be handed to me, and then it was like when I came to college, it showed me when I didn't go to UGA because I thought I was gonna go to UGA because like, I got into UGA, I was gonna go to UGA. Yeah. All that shit, but coming here was just like that's when I realized I was like, man, life's just gonna do what life's gonna do. Exactly, and then I just came here, like. When I was like sitting, I, like, yeah, I didn't even think I'd come here. I never thought I was gonna come here. I never in a million. When I was applying to colleges, I did not think I was gonna go to University. Neither did I. University of Pittsburgh was like the last one. Was it wasn't even an option. I didn't even think. I didn't know the little, school existed. My mom told me to do it. It wasn't like the last, but it was like, like I was like I, I don't know. I I had like considered a lot of other schools. Oh, the last one I applied to was like it was like like on the list of my applicant. It was like University of Pittsburgh. Okay. So, yeah, so that's the, like, the most defining moment. And, yeah, it was just, like, this year. You know, like, you know, like, and then just, like, that my outlook on everything. Like, the outlook on, like, the fraternity, what I've done there, Greek week, what I've done there, law school, college, academically and socially. And then just, like, people, like... The, like, especially, like, I don't know, like, senior year is really when, like, a lot of different things, especially, like, socially and academically, have really been going, like, battling hand-in-hand hand for, like, just, like, been, ba- like, going at it with against me, and I don't know, I've just been in a very reflective mindset this entire year, or this entire school year. So, like, last semester plus this semester. And it's just taught me a lot. And just moving forward in the next steps. Like, I just have so many different, like, emotions. Like, I'm pretty sad. 
that like in a year this won't be happening yeah so then it's like that's crazy because i'm just like i think about that like it's not like high school graduation it's not like high school graduation at all because it's like in in that in, in that it's more sense, real <laughs> i go back home and like i can go like i can go back to atlanta i can go back to cobb county i can see all the people that i haven't seen in four years yeah but like here everybody lives in somewhere somewhere else, somewhere else. People live in Pittsburgh, people live in fucking California, people live in Buffalo, New York. Yeah, everywhere. People live in Arizona, people live in Texas. Texas, yeah. People live in Philly, people live in the middle of Pennsylvania, people live are from the south. Like, it's like, there's so many different places that people are from. And then it's just like, wow. And then to think that because I was a part of, like, a community as far as just like as being like Greek life knowing so many different people so so many vast amount of people meeting so many different people and like seeing so many different people and now having to step away and just like never seeing them again mm-hmm. like there's some people that I see on an everyday basis that I'll never see again after I leave these four years and it's just be like because they live in some other state and I live in another state and it's just how the world works. And yeah. it just shows you... I don't know. And so then it's like... So I think about that all the time. Especially when I don't go out on the weekends. I kind of get caught up in my head. Because I'm like, you're being boring. And then it's like, in a year when you want to want to go out with these guys. And you don't have the opportunity to do it. You're going to be like, dang, I should have went out. You have to live like, in the moment. But like, in all honesty, it's just like... I think it's been better for me not to go out. Cause it's just like my mental, my mental state's just been like in a whirlwind of everything. Yeah. Like I told Fiend, like after Greek Sing finished, which it finished, ghost, like ghost. I just don't. I don't. I want to go. Like I just want to finish Day this. Love. Cause it's like yeah. I just got thirty days left to just muscle this out, so I can get that piece of paper, and so I know where I'm going after. Mm-hmm. And it's just like in thirty days, so many things will be changed. Changing. I'll hear back from law schools that I, because I've gotten waitlisted by every top 25 law school that I applied to. So we're going to know what they're shaking in a couple weeks. Um, so then I'll know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm going to do for the summer for a J-O-B. Same. I need to figure out a J-O-B. Same. I need to figure out who's going to buy this furniture out of this house or out of this apartment. I need to figure out where I'm going to live next year. Same. You know where you're living next year, dude. Same. <laughs> um, so it's just like so much. And then it's just like what I'm going to do. Like, I want to stay here, but like. It feels weird because once you're a senior, you finally feel comfortable at where you're at academically yeah. and socially. But you have to leave. I gotta uproot myself. They're like, yeah, like, oh, I feel good about, like... Where I'm at. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. Like, I'm fine. And what the thing is, when I get comfortable, I get bored, though. So that's why I like being put in, like, a new situation. Because it's like, I know I'm I'm gonna be on my toes again. I'm gonna feel that rush of, like, excitement and everything. Like, oh, shit, here we go again. Like, oh, like, like, I remember that happening back in there. So then it's just like the parallels between life but then it's like i'm gonna have those parallels but i'm not gonna be able to look over to my right and be like fee you saw that or <laughs> look over to my left and be like p you saw that like nah it'll be like in a different setting and so then it's like when we see each other in like the next step it'll make me appreciate a lot more like when i see y'all in the moment because it'll be like yeah i haven't seen you i need to share so much with you you need to share so much with yeah, me dude, bro that tiktok you said i didn't watch it i'm here i appreciate you yeah. All that. Oh yeah. So um I sent him a thing about uh like love and like what it means like to me and it like in a sense it's like like love and like I don't mean when I say like I I love you it doesn't mean it doesn't mean like in like the ooey gooey like emotional sense of like oh my god like this like like feeling an emotion of my heart it's like more of along the lines of like 
It's not romantic. It's not in the romantic sense. It's like in the sense of I want, I have so much yes. love for you that I want to see you do so good. I want to see you do so much in life, and I want, mm. I want you to, like how they said, like how I am. It's like with, I care about you. I, I see can, you. exactly. Yeah. And that's what it means to me. To for me to, for me to say that I love you is like me saying I see you. I care about you. I like think about you. Like you're a part of my like. Like, you're seen, heard, and cared for. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, like, in so many... It's in so many senses besides just, like, the regular, like, emotion of just, like... Yeah. Having, like, the sense of love for somebody. So then it's, like... Uh, I just think about that with, like, people just in general. It's, like... It's, like... Um, like, just, like, when... Uh, how, how I say all the time, it's just, like... All I want, like, if you're happy, I'm happy. And that's how I am with everybody. It's like, yeah. if they're happy, I'm happy. Because it's just like, if you're doing what you're doing... Because I don't like to surround myself with miserable people. Not even just miserable like people, that. just... Or people who, like, are like are unhappy. And if they are, like, that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm going to do my best to make them not unhappy. Exactly. But people who don't, I should say, give themselves the chance to be happy. Exactly. They, like, actively avoid... The happiest possible course of action. Like, you when know who... There's some things, yeah. There's some things that, you know, people could do that they would just be so much better off doing. It would make them happier. They and I think about how it. I, like, sometimes how, like, I try to do that. The thing is, like, sometimes you have to realize that people... Some people you just can't... Some people, like, you just aren't meant to, like... Mix with and just, yeah. like, have that... Have that deep of a connection with. Yeah, coexist. Like you know, it's like it's like you have you can have like the very like surface level connection of just like a like a, I know you, you know me, and like we have good times. But then like the sense of like we actually have like a conversation where like I actually get to know like the type of person that you are. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that wraps up the assignment. Um, hopefully, in four years. Or in three years when I graduate law school, I can do this again to see, like, how I've changed in perspective and, like, to see what y'all are doing in three years, you know? Like, where we'll be. Like, it'll be a whole other scene. You'll see me verify with blue check. Verify with the blue check on IG. You'll see me. I'll be a lawyer. Like, I'll be given. I'll be maxed out all my 2KVC because I'm going to have my tattoos. I'm going to have my profession. I'm going to have my California apartment. And yeah. And we're just going to be living life. Like, you know, happy. That's all I want to be in life. Mm-hmm. Do what I want and be happy. And just live life and experience it to the fullest. And that's my public media project. And until next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. Love you.